Parsons Conversations. Hey everybody and welcome back to another episode of Carson's Conversations. I am now back from holidays. I sorry, I'm so, I'm very sorry about the montages I had to put out. They were they're fun to do and it's more of a, a future thing. I just had to get as many as possible. I'm also soon to change my upload schedule. I won't be able to upload three times a week like I said I should or would because it is gonna be hefty when I have school and get back to working. Uh, as well. So that's going to be a little bit different. I'm probably still going to upload a whole bunch. It's just not going to be on Wednesdays, uh, Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. It'll be scattered throughout the week, which is still going to be fun. I'm still going to be able to have a whole bunch of different people. I'm also going back to school, so I'll be able to have uh, more interactions in person so I can set stuff up even more and faster and better. So yes, now that I'm back from Nova Scotia, I had a great time there. We went tidal bore rafting, which is something very, very strange that I've never, never thought of doing it. It, The way it sounds is you literally ride the wake of the tide coming in. But apparently there's a bore, which is like when all the water rushes in. And it sounds like it'd be really cool and massive, but it also sounds super boring. And I was on the side of the, like my, my opinion was this is going to be super, super boring and not enjoyable. And shout out to Christine Newbold who had the idea to do this because it was insane. I had so much fun doing it. It's the way it is. It's like waves kind of uh, like up here, um, but they're like they're standing waves, so they don't actually move. They just kind of go up, and then it's hard to describe. But you just like all it is is you're sitting on a boat with around like eight other people, and it's one of those little inflatable ones, so it's super sketchy to sit on. And they just drive you through wake on purpose. And you just get like water thrown at you and thrown at you and it's all salt water and it's super fun. And the other weird thing is it's like super, super warm because there's a whole bunch of like sand uh, beds that are there. Yeah. But it, yeah, overall it was super, super fun and you just got to get slapped in the face by a ton of salt water. Uh, yeah. Other than that, Nova Scotia, not much happened. We kind of hung out, did not much. I built a dock. That's about it. But yeah, let's get into this episode. Today, we're going to be talking about a movie that I very much enjoy. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. It's gonna be my slight review, I guess. Maybe it's a review, maybe it's, I don't know. Maybe I'll just tell you exactly what's happening in the movie. That's probably what's gonna happen. But the two characters, like the two main characters, good old Brad Pitt over here and Rick Dalton. Great movie for me. Uh, other people might not think so. Maybe the older people, and I'll get back into that in a little minute. On the first time I watched it, I didn't think the movie was slow whatsoever, and I still don't really think it's slow, but I got other opinions and side talk to me that's saying, oh, it was really, really slow and not entertaining. But yes, so Rick Dalton over here is a failing actor who isn't doing very well. He's He was a big super shot on the super famous TV show called uh, Bounty Law, where he's like a bounty hunter, which, which was pretty cool. And then uh, Cliff Booth over here, he was the... Stunt double for him. So that's all he did. He, he just acted what he was doing. And the premise of the whole movie is it's set in like 69, 1969. And it's got all the cars. It's all Hollywood. And it's kind of based around like the, the Tate murders where the Manson family kind of came in and like killed everybody. Which you think it's going to be super, super gruesome and like a scary, scary movie. But that's not the case. It's, it's based a lot around the boys. Because... It starts off with Rick Dalton having like an interview. He does that. He 
finally realizes that he's a failure and he's not doing anything really well. And they go home and they just get super drunk and then they watch a show that he was in. It was like FBI, like one of the old shows and he's just like a backup character. And he's just constantly a backup character in every show he's doing. He's a backup character. And it's not fun to like, it's not fun. For, it's like, he's not having a good time. And in the movie, it's, it's entertaining to watch because you just get to see Leonardo DiCaprio completely break down and see how far he can take his acting. But it's the other thing that's funny about it is it's also like a real big parody. Like the whole movie is just kind of making fun of Hollywood as a whole, where it's just like some people are just going to cry and cry and cry that they're not making, that they're not in the, the, like the fame and all that type of stuff. Right. So it's, it's parody there, but it, it also isn't. So it's like, it is once upon a time in Hollywood where you're supposed to think, take everything with a grain of salt, right? Cause it's not true. It's not a real story. The whole ending of the movie is a complete farce and everything changes right uh, to the real world. Thank you. But from, if we compare it to like other Tarantino films, my favorite being Django Unchained where it's like Jamie Foxx is just a complete, um, badass and just like shoots everybody and like escapes a plantation in like the slavery times. That's super Tarantino where it's just like blood, guts, gore and all that type of stuff. But this movie is very, very different. Even from Pulp Fiction where it's like, that's a slow movie, but the whole twist in it is that the timelines are switched. The big twist in this movie is at the very, very end of the movie. So you don't get that weird, oh, this is how it ends or, oh, what? You get a, no, that's not the ending. Really? Come on. And it's, it kind of lets you sit and think about, oh, this is it. But going back to like Tarantino as a whole, it's like, this isn't one of those movies that you go and watch and be like, whoa, wow, that's happened. No way. That's disgusting. Like, or like that, like, yeah, there's like a whole bunch of different things that you see and you think about when you watch a Tarantino movie and he's really good at getting big actors to come in and play his roles. But this movie, it didn't have the, uh, it didn't have that crazy sensation. Like, and I'm not, this is not being bad at all. It, it didn't have that, like, it's a big change up for Tarantino as a director. Like, he didn't show off, and same with the story, he didn't show the violent side. It was more of the, let's see how this goes. Like, there's one scene that's like 30 minutes of the movie where it's at, like, Spawn Ranch, which is where they shot all the old Western movies where the guys were filming. And they go and find out, like, it's just, it's just Brad Pitt walking up with this hippie that he picked up in his car. And they're like, it, ah, it's just like, why is that here? But it's also just like, this is just added tense, uh, like suspension. And it's just like, okay, let's see added suspense. And there's some aspects of the movie where it's just like, wow, that that's really, really good. Or this happened and that happened. It's just like, come on. But it, it overall, like I really did enjoy the movie. There's a whole bunch of interesting parts in it where it's just fun to see how they shut down all of Hollywood just to make uh, a movie. Uh, like most of the Hollywood Boulevard was shut down so they could film and then have one night they could film one side, the other night they could film the other uh, one side. So it, it, it's pretty cool if you look into the deeper meanings of a lot of the things and you can see that like Rick Dalton as a character, he's like the failing actor and Sharon Tate in the movie is the growing and becoming more and more famous. And they even go to like the Playboy Mansion and there's like Steve McQueen's there. And he points out in one of the parts where he's just like, these three were married. This girl was married to him, but then broke up with him to marry him while filming a movie. And it's just like, it's, it's, there's some funny parts to it where it's just like, that's a really famous guy. But it's, and they're like, it's acting like throughout the thing. And it's, 
yeah, it's also like, whoa, what? Why? Why did that? I don't know. I like the movie a lot. Some people might not. It got really good reviews. Uh, like I said, when I was in Nova Scotia, I, I also went to the movie, so I saw. I've seen it twice. And I took some people that you wouldn't normally want to take. So I took my parents to a Tarantino film. My dad was fine. My mom uh, was like, what? This You shouldn't be watching this. And then I took two elderly, elderly women in their 80s. Yeah, I'll let that sink in. It was very entertaining for me to watch their reactions. So my dad was fine. He enjoyed the movie. He said it was a little slow. My mom was completely disgusted with the end scene where they kind of... The Manson family goes to Rick Dalton's house rather than the rather than the Tate house. And then they end up trying to kill uh, Rick Dalton and Cliff Booth, the two characters. And they all just die gruesomely with dogs, flamethrowers, everything. Can, like, he took a can and threw it at someone's mouth and it's boom. Super gross. My mom was freaked out. And I told her from the beginning, eight minutes. There will be eight minutes of violence in the entire movie. And I was dead on eight minutes, but I didn't tell her the severity of the eight minutes of violence. This was one of the most violent eight minutes I've ever watched. Like the flamethrower was really just like the cherry on top because the dog was going nuts and it's a big pit bull and it's a cool dog, right? And it, the dog's going nuts. Uh, pardon me. I didn't mean awe there, but there's a whole bunch of different aspects in that whole scene where it's just like, I really shouldn't have taken these people to this movie. Because it's going to look very bad. Like my like what they think about me. The perception of me for them. Is going to change drastically. Because of the severity and the gruesomeness of this of that little scene. But it was funny. But the two. Uh, Gene and Mary. They watch and they're like. Oh it was, it was a good movie. It was a little weird. It was very slow. I really did like seeing the Hollywood in the, in the 60s. Because I was there. And it's just like what? And then they start going on about. How. During that time, they were there, or Mary was there, and she was like, this was the worst thing ever to happen. And I was just like, whoa, you that's nuts. Whoa. And it's just like, that was funny. It was good to take them for that. But it was just like, ah, should I have taken them? Shouldn't they have just gone to go see Racing in the Rain or whatever that movie with the dog is? But going back to Tarantino as a director, there is always some controversy controversy with his films like with jamie fox people were mad about the use of some uh slurs in the movie made people were like oh he just likes using it because it gives him power or something like that or with there's a couple other ones i don't really remember them but this one is not shy of that and it kind of maybe ruined someone's dynasty it did, i don't know it could have changed people's perspectives on someone's dynasty but like i said earlier you got to take it with a grain of salt because it's called Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. It's not a real movie. It's not historically accurate. There's no person in the world named Rick Dalton. There's no show called Bounty Law. In this movie, there's someone that looks like Bruce Lee, but it's not actually Bruce Lee. They took his appearance and they used that, but it's not actually who Bruce Lee was. They may have said or made, they called him Cato from like the Green Hornet or there's, there's a whole bunch of different things, but it's not actually Bruce Lee. Like it's, it's his appearance and I get that may ruin it and that may tinge it and make, make it not as well. But like Bruce Lee, if anybody looks up who Bruce Lee truly was, they'll understand that Bruce Lee was the nicest guy possible. And in this movie, they make Bruce Lee look mean and saying, oh, I can beat up Muhammad Ali. And 
there's some parts where it's just like, I don't know who would win in a fight. One's a fictional character. The other one's a fictional character because it's a movie and it's not historically accurate. That's the one thing. Like a lot of people were getting frustrated about uh, even Lee's daughter, which it's, it's actually that for, for the family I get, but for other people that like weren't with uh, Bruce Lee and stuff like that, that it doesn't make much sense to me because you see the family getting mad because they're in a movie theater and they're watching people laugh at their father, even though he's passed away like that. I get that, but it's also a movie. I get that. But the other, and the other people that are taking it like way further than Bruce Lee's daughter and saying, Oh, this movie needs to be boycotted or this movie needs to be, this scene needs to be taken out or anything like that. Like, come on. It's a movie. And Quentin Tarantino actually responded himself. And he was just like pretty, we had the, a very similar opinion when we thought about it because he was like, Oh, we, it's a movie guys. Come on. And there's even when he said that he could fight Bruce Lee, he brought up that Bruce Lee's wife had a, uh, biography written. And it even said that she thought Bruce Lee could beat Muhammad Ali. And nobody will ever know if Bruce Lee could beat Muhammad Ali or nobody will ever know if the Rick Dalton or no, uh, Cliff Booth could beat Bruce Lee or the appearance of Bruce Lee. It's just like that. It's just like, it's a movie. Relax. There's no point. Just if you enjoy the rest of the movie, that's fine. Even like, yeah, Joe Rogan didn't like the, the way they portrayed him, which it is understandable. But the way he expressed himself was he didn't like the way they showed off like how he was arrogant where Bruce Lee was really just like a really like nice, nice guy. And he wouldn't have said anything like that, but it happened. It's a movie. If you don't like it, don't watch it. Move on. Right. Go watch another movie. Toy Story 4. Check that out. Tom Hanks is there. Pardon me. But yeah, like it's just, and too many people got crazy outraged, outraged. It, let's see if I can transition this perfectly. There's a lot of other outrage in the world. Yeah. But yeah, Tarantino film overall, great movie. I enjoyed it. You should watch it. There is eight minutes of violence, real, real violence, gruesome, entertaining for some. I'm slightly demented because I enjoyed it. But moving on to another topic, which it's all over the news right now as 1.7 million people projected um, were protesting in Hong Kong yesterday. That's nuts. I When, when the, the Raptors won the Eastern Conference Finals, that wasn't 1.7 million people, and it was absolutely crazy. That was max 20,000 people, it, where I was when I was walking through from the bar that we were at watching the, uh, watching the thing. That 1.7 million people all protesting for a... The whole aim for them is because they don't want to have an extradition law, and it's, it's a kind of boring mumbo-jumbo, but it's just like... 1.7 million people are protesting for one thing. And the other thing that's happening and another thing that's um, progressing the four-month-long uh, peaceful protest is that the police are responding poorly to it. So a lot of the peace are like pre police are going like with a whole bunch of other stuff and like causing more issues, hitting them, or racial slurs, all that type of stuff. Also in uh, West Guinea or no, West Papa or whatever that place is, they're getting really, really violent. So there's a lot of global protests happening and there's just a whole bunch of issues uh, with people just going crazy, like Trump trying to buy uh, Greenland. Come on, what is this? What? Is... Come on, Donald. But the Hong Kong's going crazy, and it's just like if you look into what's actually happening and why they're protesting, it makes sense. And then there's the umbrella guy who kind of got famous yesterday because there's a news reporter talking about the protests, and the guy stood there for 25 minutes holding an umbrella over the reporter's head, and that's kind of just shows how peaceful they really were in during the protesting. And it's just like. 
they don't need to be violent. Just listen to their people. And it's like the issue with um, Hong Kong and China is they're not really listening to them. They're not, it's not really democratic. They're, they're doing this and like the police aren't getting held accountable for things that are happening or anything like that. So the extradition bill that they're all protesting is so they can kind of move people wherever they want. I, at least this is where I got, I'm not sure if this is correct, but so they can, the extradition bill is just, it's really loose. Like extradition is being able to, if there's somebody's, um, if you have like a treaty with other people, like when Canada arrested the Huawei person, we had a treaty with the states to move her to the states so she could face trial there. And if we didn't that do that, that would kind of break ties with the U.S. Uh, uh, the U.S. and cause issues. But for for these guys, the extradition is super loose, so it's like they can just kind of take anybody. That from the, what I got, and the police are being super violent. Like I said, they're not really helping, and the police are corrupt. They're not doing anything. Uh, they're, they're making, they're making it worse and they're making the protests worse and they're going to make it 1.7 million people riot. And the thing that's crazy about it is it's people from all ages, like as youngest as like six year olds going out with signs to like people that need to be pushed around in wheelchairs. And it's, it's like, like, it's hard to think about because when I was in Nova Scotia, Nova Scotia has a population of 1 million. If there was the entire population of Nova Scotia protesting in the streets of say like Toronto or protesting the streets of Halifax, that place would be shut down. So I can't imagine how shut down Hong Kong is right now because of the crazy outrageous amount of people that are protesting for their rights and all that type of stuff. So that's, I don't even know, man. Like that's, and there's so many other protests and stuff like that happening. And it's just like, whoa, I, I can't even think about that. I, I can't go on for much longer. I don't have anything else to talk about guys, but thank you for coming. Thank you for coming for, for another episode. I hope you kind of enjoyed my little review. I might continue doing that. I can review Argo. I just watched that. It's an old movie. Pretty cool. A little bit weird, choppy, and stuff like that. But great cast. Uh, if you need a movie review, watch The Big Lebowski. Shout out to uh, Jeff Bridges and John Goodman. But yeah, thank you guys for coming. This was a, a little of a, maybe an informative episode or something like that. But yeah, thanks for coming. I hope you enjoy. Have a good day. Uh, check out all my other stuff. Like, follow, subscribe, do all that stuff. Thanks, guys. Have a good one.